Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And this Breaches of the Week is absolutely nuts. I was hoping we'd get a little more time off, meaning the last one I did was pretty light compared to this week, and so we're back on track for just more insanity. But before we begin, as always, I want to thank the people that sent me a lot of this information. That would be David Little, thank you very much, Jacqueline Wolf, Jay Dance, and Chris Fallon. Thank you very much, and if you have a tip for me, you know, please send it my way, and I will give you a shout-out on all my various media. And with that... Let's get going because there is no time to waste, and we're going to start with Advanced Medical Management because on June 23rd, they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Montana after basically they got hit. Now, in this notice, they explained that their incident resulted from an unauthorized party gaining access to sensitive info, which included names, social security numbers, address, email address, phone numbers, dates of birth, driver's license numbers, protected health information, and health insurance information as well. They've been sending out notices of letters, so heads up to you, Advanced Medical Management patient. It's just, like I said, another crazy week, but we're going to do the mini segment right now of if you just spent some money, you wouldn't have been sued and you wouldn't be facing class action lawsuits. Spend that money on cyber defense strategies, so unbelievably important. And this past week, we've seen the lawsuits for... Basically, or I should say in this case, coming from California state retirees because CalPERS pensioners David Berry and Bonnie Gale Ng um, filed a lawsuit this past Friday in San Francisco Federal Court for damages they suffered as a result of that data breach, which I talked about in the last couple of weeks or so. And we're talking about the exposure of their names, social security numbers, dates of birth, and personally identifiable information. Now, this lawsuit is seeking class action status on behalf of all California residents whose data was stolen in May basically from uh, this data breach, and there you go. They're obviously alleging the company did not maintain adequate security controls. Go fig. If they'd kind of paid for it, uh, rather more security, we would have been having this conversation. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about Kronos. That's that massive timekeeping human resources company. They're now known as UKG. If you recall back in 2021, they had a large data breach. They just agreed to pay $6 million to settle that December 21 data breach. And basically, this affected multiple hospitals, according to the news releases, et cetera, et cetera. This was a big one back in the day. Now, the lawsuit alleged that UKG, then Kronos, failed to implement adequate cybersecurity measures, no surprise, which led to their data breach of their private cloud. And so heads up to you, if you were using Kronos, a.k.a. UKG back then, you might be entitled to compensation. Moving on, let's talk about iHealth Solutions, LLC. <coughs> Excuse me. They're doing business as Advantum Health. They just entered into a $75,000 settlement and corrective action plan with Health and Human Services Office of Civil Rights. Basically, these are the folks that run HIPAA compliance for your patient privacy and security. That's a pretty big fine. Probably would have cost them less for cybersecurity. And the other one that we're going to be talking about today is quality temperature services because they are facing a class action alleging that they were negligent in connection with an October 21 data breach that exposed the personal information of more than 81,000 of their workers. Now, plaintiff Michael Lockridge sufficiently pleaded a concrete injury from that breach to establish standing to sue in federal court and alleged that damages sufficient to a state claim for negligence. Uh, basically, Judge uh, F.K. Ben of the U.S. District Court basically ruled on that premise uh, in eastern Michigan this past Friday. Lockridge alleges that the company's failure to properly safeguard that information led to his information being exposed. So heads up to you if you've ever been a worker for quality temporary services. <laughs> and those are it. Those are the big ones today. And again, next week, I promise you, we'll see more lawsuits, more class actions, and everything else. 
On top of this, let's keep going outside of that and talk about Pepsi Bottling Ventures. This is part of PepsiCo. In early 2023, they learned that a non-authorized party basically uh, accessed some of their internal IT systems. And based on that investigation, that unknown party accessed those systems on or around December 23rd of last year and downloaded certain information from their network. So what we are talking about in terms of impacted information could be first and last names, including individual and or parents' legal name, surname prior to marriage. That's very specific. Home address, email address, fi financial account information, including a limited numbers of passwords and PIN codes, as well as other numbers, state and federal government issued IDs, like driver's license, state IDs, etc., social security numbers, passport information, digital signatures, and information related to benefits and employment, including certain limited medical history, health insurance claims, and insurance uh, basically formed information as well, as well as policy numbers. So if you work for Pepsi Bottling Ventures, you definitely want to check in. Next up, big move it update. If you recall, this is that unfolding data breach I've been talking about for, what, a couple months now, it seems like. Feels like a year. But a million companies are basically coming out of the woodwork here, and this week was no different. And so with the Move It data breach, we've got the Tennessee Consolidated Retirement System, uh, National Student Clearing House, Union Bank Trust and Company, the Vitality Group, Ultimate Health Services Corporation, Aon, the, the big financial services, Shell, the large uh, energy provider, First Merchants Bank, UK's Cambridgeshire uh, County Council, Dublin Airport, I assume in Dublin, Iowa, uh, um, Ireland, not Dublin, Ohio, and the Teachers Insurance and Annuity Association, or TIAA, which led to disclosures from Middlebury College, Madison College of Wisconsin, and I was told directly of DePaul University, though I could not find a notice yet. <clears throat> Assume it's coming, all you DePaul folks. That obviously is a huge thing. Move It continues to unfold, and we continue to see hit after hit. Next week will be no different, so check back in. Uh, your company may be part of Move It or something you're related to. Moving on from Move It, Let's talk about Lansing Community College because on June 30th, they filed a notice of data breach uh, with the Attorney General of Maine after discovering an unauthorized access uh, actor had accessed their school systems for a period of nearly three months. Now, according to the basically their disclosure, we're talking names and social security numbers, and basically they have completed an investigation and they have notified 757,832. So if you go to Lansing Community College, I'm assuming in um, Maine or Michigan, heads up to you. I don't know if there's a Lansing, Maine, but there's definitely a Lansing, Michigan. Now, with that, let's go to the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department in the state of Washington. Now, on June 1st, the Department of Justice informed basically the uh, county health department that an unauthorized person accessed their Washington State Food Worker Card online training platform, is also known as Do It Right, Serve It Safe database. Now, this breach occurred on or around November 18th of 2018. That's right, we're going back about five years. Now, the unauthorized person basically uh, shared a user account information for 1.5 million people on an online form, including names, dates of birth, email address, and, and zip codes. They also learned 9,500 records contained driver's license numbers that were collected before September 4th of 2012. Uh, many people have since issued new driver's license numbers, etc., because apparently the Washington State changed their numbering system in 2018. I think the number I have on my Illinois driver's license is exactly the same since I got it when I was like 16, but there you go. So heads up to you. Uh, back in 2018 or so, if you were working for the Washington State Food Worker Card Online and went to the Do It Right, Serve It Safe uh, training, uh, and you're in the database. So heads up to you. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Heard that my entire life. Now, Nickelodeon, 
has confirmed that the data leaked from an alleged breach of their company is legitimate, but it appears to be decades old. Now, at the end of June, a rumor emerged about a major leak from Nickelodeon's animation department. Now, proof of that alleged leak started circulating on social media, showing an extensive collection of reportedly 500 gigabytes in documents and media files. Now, the data breach supposedly occurred January of this year and allegedly ended with Nickelodeon blocking the unauthorized access two months later. However, there is no reliable evidence for this. According to some sources, all the files were leaked on a private Discord server, many of them being uh, basically reposted elsewhere. But if this is decades old, odds are a lot of that data is completely invalid. And so there you go. Heads up to you if you worked for Nickelodeon 20 years ago. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about the Summit Consolidated Group, because a recent data breach discovered on May 30th, 2023, is what we are talking about. Now, on July 3rd, Summit Consolidated notified individuals that they experienced basically a data breach, and according to them, uh, basically information stored on their servers may have been subject to unauthorized access on November 7th of last year. We're talking about names and social security numbers, so heads up to you, Summit Consolidated Group employees and or customers. Moving on, let's talk about Imagine C uh, 360. Imagine 360 also had a recent data breach, and on June 30th, they notified patients that uh, basically the company experienced a data breach after an unauthorized party gained access to their sensitive data as well. We're talking names, addresses, social security numbers, medical information, and health insurance information as well. That unauthorized access may have been hit on January 28th of this year. So heads up, Imagine 360 patients. Moving on, let's talk about the National Institutes of Health Federal Credit Union. That's right, we're heading to the banks. Now on July 5th, basically the National Institute of Health or NIH uh, Federal Credit Union filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Maine following their discovery that an unauthorized party gained access to an employee's email account. Now according to this notice, they explained that the incident resulted in sensitive consumer information including names and social security numbers getting hit. They've sent out load uh, numbers to those in, uh, impacted as well. So heads up to you, um, National Institute of Health Federal Credit Union members. Hopefully your money is safe. Next up is major crypto exchange known as Huawei B. Uh, they quietly fixed a data breach uh, in a basically when a bad actor could have stolen user assets, spread malware, learned I uh, learned IP addresses of every over-the-counter trade uh, since 2017, and identified nearly 5,000 crypto whales on their platform, uh, according to a white hat hacker. Now, this is basically what would have happened, uh, you know, if they hadn't quietly fixed this. Any one of those things could have happened. Now, citizen journalist Aaron Phillips discovered this data breach in the summer of 2021 when Huawei uh, accidentally shared a file containing AWS credentials. That's right. After learning about this breach in 2022, it took Phillips, according to him, an entire year to get the exchange to actually confirm that this had been fixed. And so there you go. Hopefully there will be no future disclosures from that exchange, but heads up to you, users of Huobi, B, I believe, and I'm, I'm sure H-U-O-B-I. So you feel free to pronounce it any way you wish, because Lord knows I suck at this. And you would know that if you're a longtime viewer or listener. Moving on. It's sucking for the record at pronunciations. Moving on, let's talk about the Mount Desert Island Hospital in Bar Harbor, Maine. They just notified 24,180 patients that their private records may have been exposed during a network intrusion that affected the hospital between April 28th through May 7th of this year. Quote, the types of information that may have been impacted reportedly include name, address, date of birth, driver's license, state ID number, social security number, financial account information, medical record number, Medicare or Medicaid identification number, 
mental or physical treatment slash condition information, diagnosis code slash information, date of service, admission slash discharge date, prescription information, billing slash claims information, personal representative or guardian name and health insurance information. Basically, if you've even looked at the Mount Desert Island Hospital or sneezed in their general direction, they've been recorded and it's been breached. Heads up to you, patients. Moving on, let's talk about uh, Bart's Health NHS Trust in the United Kingdom because the Black Hat, also known as Elf V Ransomware Gang, announced that they successfully infiltrated one of UK's largest hospital groups, threatening to expose a huge amount of confidential data. Now, the gang statement revealed that it had gained unauthorized access to seven terabytes of internal documents belonging to the Bart's Health NHS Trust, responsible for managing five hospitals in London and serving approximately 2.5 million citizens of the UK, and I'm assuming those that live there as well. Now, Elf V released a selection of files obtained from Bart's Health, including the confidential internal emails, correspondence, and copies of employees' driver's license and passports in a statement on its dark web page written essentially in broken English, because we're probably talking about the Russians here. Elf V claimed that the hall of data from Bart's Health represented, quote, most bigger leak from healthcare system in UK. I'm assuming that means biggest leak. We will see what happens. But remember, attackers hit and knocked out something like 80% of the NHS a few years ago, thanks to the eternal blue uh, vulnerability in Windows, because NHS didn't know how to patch anything. That's government work for you. So we'll see how bad this goes. But heads up to you if you're one of the two and a half million uh, British citizens that are using BART Health NHS Trust, or just use that hospital, even if you're not. Moving on. Let's talk about the country of Bangladesh. Now, this is one of our finalists for today. Now, alarming claim has surfaced suggesting that the personal information of about 50 million Bangladeshis, including their first name, or full name, excuse me, phone numbers, email addresses, national ID numbers, is essentially openly accessible on one of their government's websites. Now, researcher Victor Makopoulos from Bitcrack Cyber accidentally discovered this leak on June 27th and promptly informed the Bangladeshi e-government computer incident response team, and TechCrunch basically started looking at this as well. However, the DACA Tribune, where I'm getting this information, has not independently verified this claim. Now, Markopoulos revealed that basically this leaked data comprised the details of millions of Bangladeshi citizens. Shockingly, anybody can go visit that website, find a citizen's name, date of birth or national ID number by just going and conducting a Google search. So there you go. If you are a Bangladeshi, go Google yourself because honestly, Google might have a catalog and you might find your personal information. That is not good. Now, TechCrunch on top of Bitcrack also conducted its investigation to validate the authenticity of that site by using a portion of the leaked information to query a public search tool on the affected government site. TechCrunch did indeed confirm that this data is legitimate as well. So I'm hoping that the government of Bangladesh is able to basically, you know, knock this out and hopefully there are no more Bangladeshis exposed. But literally, if Google is in there cataloging it, it was wide open. That is obviously a huge problem. That is going to be a large cleanup uh, and a big mess for 50 million Bangladeshis out there. So please stay safe if you are in Bangladesh or Bangladeshi citizen and watching or listening to this. Moving on. And our last finally for the day is USAA. You might have heard their commercials, USAA. Basically, this is a, a support organization for the U.S. military uh, as you are coming out. They offer a whole bunch of services, including financial information, uh, basically to the United States military, all branches. So obviously, this ain't too good. Now, USAA recently reported a data breach in which it said unauthorized individuals gain access to some of its members' personal information. We're talking about about 19,000 uh, current and former uh, military 
carry uh, it, that are caught up in this. Now, asked to specify the number, USAA said that the breach affected less than 0.15% of its membership. They previously have said they have 13 million members. And so 0.15% would be about 19,000. USAA, though, did provide specific numbers to Texas due to breach disclosure laws there, and that would be 2,726 Texans were affected. Now, how did this breach happen? If you're wondering, it's through the employee, basically a contractor of USAA, according to the spokesperson. They have not identified this contractor for, for the record, but that third-party service provider immediately contacted USAA after becoming aware, again, according to them. <clears throat> if this is move it, I swear to God. Okay, now with that... What information was accessed? USAA saying it potentially includes names, address, phone numbers, email, birth dates, driver's license, last four digits of social, bank account numbers, and personal identification numbers used to authenticate a member who calls in to USAA for some kind of support. This breach occurred over five months between December 20th through May 18th, according to the notice that they provided to California's attorney general. And so if you're a member Here's what you should do, and I've got a lot of basically current and former military that watch and listen to my stuff. So heads up, ladies and gentlemen, affected members are being notified uh, basically via the communication methods. They are told that the company, uh, basically what you told the company you prefer. Those who selected electronic notifications had messages sent to your accounts on June 26, while those who opted for mail notifications should start receiving letters. Uh, if it wasn't this past week, it will be this upcoming week as well. Quote, in all cases... We have seen no evidence of any misuse of information resulting from the incident, end quote. And that is what they always say until they can't. So there you go. But heads up to you. That's obviously a huge problem. And I'm hoping that this is not the tip of the iceberg. And oftentimes when we see these things, financial institutions have this tendency, not all, but some, to basically start upping the ante and saying, oh, well, it was 19000 And then five months later, when the dust settles, ah, we found another 120,000, and then two years later, ah, uh, it's 2 million, et cetera, et cetera. Equifax did that, and they lied through the whole thing for years. And literally, you can go Google that. That is that is not me citing that. You can Google cites that in multiple articles where that breach number was raised over the course of years. So heads up to you again. Just horrible if you're in Bangladesh or you're a USAA member at the moment and everybody else. And I don't know if you were affected this week, but if you were, I'd love to know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.